0: This week on Chronicle Headlines, we speak with voice contestant Gracie Norbash, who speaks on her experience on the show, meeting Ariana Grande, and future plans for singing. Then, we speak with Chronicle's managing editor, Andy Busilachi, on Dream Chicago, Keep Chicagoans Head in the Clouds, which is a nonprofit organization that connects aspiring dreamers with people who are living those dreams.
1: You're now listening to Chronicle Headlines. With us now is Anna Busalaki. Anna covered Chronicle story, Dream Chicago, keep Chicagoans' heads in the clouds. Dream Chicago is a nonprofit organization founded by Heather Treadway that connects aspiring dreamers with people who are living those dreams. Through connection-building and community arts events and initiatives like Feed Your Dreams, Dream Chicago delivers the message that every dream is achievable. Hi, Anna. How's it going today? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, I was wondering if you could explain what the initiative Feed Your Dreams is and how it came about. Feed Your Dreams is the newest initiative of Dream Chicago. And
2: it's really trying to pose the question to everyone Dream Chicago is able to encounter, really asking them, what are your dreams and how can you feed them? Uh, quite literally, how can you make those dreams a reality? And so then Dream Chicago steps in. And tries to connect people with um, different, if your dream is in the arts, trying to connect you to someone in the arts that's living those dreams, like you said. And so uh, that's really the foundation of what it
1: is. Do they do this? through mentorship or is it through just different programs that they try to connect people with their like field or their dream?
2: Yeah they have a lot of partnerships with a lot of Chicago public schools so they'll do school visits. Um, they do a lot of high school readiness initiatives so they'll visit like high schoolers uh, or middle schoolers that are getting ready to go into high school and high schoolers ready to go to college and um, kind of people of all ages and different stages of their lives and trying to lead them in the direction that they wanna go and and let them know that they can take charge of their life and that no dream is
1: unachievable. And I saw in your article that they partner with Columbia and could you kinda of explain um, what they do with their partnership with Columbia?
2: Yeah, so they um, are connected to the wellness center at Columbia and basically they know Lev Handmaker personally and Lev is a student that works at the wellness center. And through that, um, they've been able to kind of bring these initiatives and ideas to Columbia and at the Student Center, which is just the hub for student life at Columbia. And so there they've been able to ask Columbia students, what are your dreams, how can we help you? Um, And even saying like, we're looking for volunteers, we're looking for artists in residence. So um, people at Columbia can definitely get involved in those
1: ways too. Through Dream Chicago's community dream assessment and self-discovery activities, people's dreams are collected, added to a dream book, and uploaded to the dream map of each neighborhood in Chicago. I was wondering what is the significance of the dream map to Chicagoans and how can they utilize the map?
2: Yeah, I feel like the dream map is a very like, wholesome way of just making, visibly seeing the community of Chicago and you're able to just click on the the dream map and click on every neighborhood and just see people's dreams and something as simple as like world peace or not simple <laughs> something as um, broad as world peace to something as simple as like um, to you know cook dinner tomorrow and 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 that sort of thing. So it's it's cool to see um, the similarities and differences between dreams and how they're all connected.
1: Um, Have you had a chance to look at the dream map? Yes, yeah. Um, Was there one in particular that you saw that you thought was pretty interesting or just something through your own research of the dream map that you really liked?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I saw a lot that were like dream professions. Um, And it's interesting, it doesn't give any um, information about like who the person is, it just says like the dream itself. So there were some like, I wanna be a chef or like different things like that. So there's one, and it gets like even specific down to the street, so on Wilcox Street in West Garfield Park, uh, two people, one of them is a CPS student, said, "Uh, I want to be a nurse so I can help hurting people, people who are hurting, and um, the other one said, my dream is family. Hmm. Um, and I, I just feel like it's really powerful just to see these sentences of people kind of manifesting these ideas into a community platform that everyone can look at.
1: Yeah, I think that's um, a very nice touch that you say like it even goes down to the street. So I think it just, even people who are not a part of different communities can see what other communities are talking about, or even people within the same communities can see like each other's goals. And I think that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, As mentioned in the piece Treadway started the organization in 2012 and began spontaneous pop-up events. Can you explain what the events consisted of?
2: Yeah, one of uh, the events that stuck out to me that I like used in the title um, keeping Chicagoans heads in the clouds was um, they went to a school. I forgot uh, the name of it, but they did a pop-up at a school. It was a high school and um, they, were, they said that when they t- went to talk to students, a lot of times the thing that they would hear is like, well, all my life I've heard, like, get your head out of the clouds, you know, think realistically, like, that's not, that's not achievable. And so they wanted to, like, completely combat that idea and make this pop-up event saying, like, keep your heads in the clouds, we want to know what you're thinking. And so they had these little, like, just, like, cotton clouds that they put and had a ladder and people, like put like stickers with their dreams written down like on the clouds and hmm. like stuck them there. And it was like a an art installation in the school for a while, so that that's just cool. an example.
1: Okay, and then as a reporter, what led you to cover this piece?
2: Mm-hmm. So I work at the student center and I was leaving my shift and I saw that they were there and they had all these little like craft things and Um, they had their table set up right there. And so I like struck up a conversation and I was like, what is this? What do you do? Tell me a little bit about it. Um, And they just totally like, I was just like immediately in love with the organization, like the idea of it and dreams connecting people. And dreaming is more than just something that you do when you're sleeping. Like it's, it's actually real. You can make your dreams a reality and so, from there, I was just like, this would be a good a good story to report on and let people know about mm-hmm.
1: and then what is something that you learned about yourself while uh researching and reporting on dream Chicago?
2: Mm-hmm. yeah, I realized um like I said before, the thing that really stuck with me was that idea of like keeping your heads in the clouds, and I've heard throughout my life too like get your head out get your head out of the clouds like that's not." something that uh, you're able to do and, and those kinds of things. And so really thinking like that, switching that narrative to be a positive thing and that like anything you imagine can be real for you if if you truly want that um, and that there are people that will help you get there, so.
1: Yeah, I think it's a very positive thing to let people know that their um, dreams are attainable. Mm-hmm. I think this is um, a very nice thing I just want to say thank you so much again for coming onto the show. Thanks for um, having me. Thank you. And this is Chronicle Headlines.
3: want to
0: just heard Gracie Norbash performing Control by Zoe Weiss on The Voice. And actually, Gracie is here today to talk about her experience on the show. Thanks for being here.
3: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Grace, I read the article and I also watched her performance. I just wanted to say that I personally loved your performance.
3: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, no problem. Well, first off, how has Columbia been treating you? You're a freshman, right?
3: Yeah, I'm a freshman. Columbia is really cool. Um, I love the city. I love living in Chicago, and I love my classes. And I feel like everyone's so creative here, so I love meeting everybody. And, yeah, I really like the school.
0: Well, I'm sure you'd fit right in for sure. Let's talk about The Voice, because uh, I know you you kind of recently just came off of that. Uh, what are some of the most memorable moments you had while performing on The Voice?
3: Um... I would say it honestly was a blur because I definitely blacked out when I walked up on that stage. Probably Ariana, that whole interaction with Ariana and her keeping the photo, I think that was the most memorable thing. And it was just such a surreal experience and I can't really believe it happened. But just being on there and just like performing and seeing everybody in the audience and just knowing that these four famous people were listening to me was such a weird thing to think about. So I think that was just crazy.
0: Yeah, I can't even imagine. I mean, how was it to meet Ariana Grande? Because I know that prior to the show, you were a big fan of her, and I'm pretty sure that she even gave you a hug, right?
3: Yeah, so I actually met her at her honeymoon tour like seven years ago, and oh my god, I was like crying. And I also had a fan page on Instagram for her, and I'd like spend so much time making these edits. And I had posters, and like I was the biggest fan ever so I would have never thought that the next time I'd meet her would be in this situation and we also found out Ariana was going to be the coach after I was already casted for the show so that's why I thought it was was a surprise yeah it was we found out all the contestants found out after the whole world found out so that's why I thought it was like fate or something because what are the odds out of all the famous people like she was the one that's the new coach
0: just briefly, could you just describe like how you felt like that that's huge. Like I would have like, I would have freaked out.
3: I did. I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw it and I remember calling my mom, I'm like, Mom, guess who the new coach is? She's like who? I'm like Ariana Grande. And then I was really excited because I had an interview before I flew out to California and I was so excited to tell them the history I had with her and they were and then I was like, Oh, and I also met her and they're like, Oh my god, we want you to bring those photos on stage and I was like, Okay, yeah.
0: Well, it, it definitely made for a memorable TV moment. Yeah, didn't she? Um, when you showed her the photos, she she actually like kind of I I would say I wouldn't say autographed, but she kissed one of the photos, right?
3: She did. Yeah, I wasn't expecting her to do that. That was really nice. That and then she kept one too.
0: So that photo would. Do you think you're gonna keep that forever, or would you maybe like sell it? Because I mean, that could be worth <laughs> like a good amount of money, huh?
3: Um, I would never sell that. I think I'm gonna. I'm definitely keeping it. Yeah
0: would you consider like framing it?
3: Yeah, so like, I don't wanna ruin the lipstick, so that's why I haven't put it in, it's like in an envelope right now in my house.
0: I wonder what brand of lipstick that was. Oh, but, oh,
3: I know exactly you what know? you're talking about. Yes, um, Yes, that's her new lipstick, R.E.M. Beauty. That's why it was so cool, oh. because all of her fr- fans were like, what's it like having a piece of R.E.M. Beauty? You so got
0: that- one of the first swatches. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> so
3: on top of all that, that was
0: insane. Oh, my goodness. Well, (laughs) well, I mean, I guess how was it like to meet her? Because I know I actually personally met one of my favorite singles in person. And when I met them, I found that they weren't quite what I imagined. I mean, it was still an amazing experience. They were beautiful. But I feel like people are always usually a bit shorter in person. Was she how you imagined her?
3: Yeah, she's so well, because I met her before, I already knew she was pretty small, but we're the same height. She's very short, yeah. It was so weird because I was, like, face-to-face with her, like, literally two, I don't know how many inches, whatever. But, like, it was so weird, like, seeing her, looking at her in person because I'm always looking at her on TV.
0: No, yeah, no, I feel like people look a lot different on TV than they do in person. I feel like the screen or, like, the being on TV, it adds, well, one, I know it adds, it adds like, weight, but it also adds, like, height. It does. So people just seem, like, a lot bigger in stature. But uh, I wanted to talk a bit about the song choice you were given. I know that um, you are given Control, and uh, I know that Cheryl Porter, actually the voice coach, you were given. I know she mentioned that actually contestants don't get to choose the songs they sing. And so I was wondering, what was your reaction to being given that song? It's such a powerful, powerful song.
3: Um, I love that song. I think it has a great meaning to it. The performance didn't go the way that I planned because I guess nerves brought me off-key and stuff. But it gives a great message, and I do get why I was given that song because it did go with my story and what I was kind of talking about. Um, but I think it has a really good message, and I really like the song. But, yeah, I I would have loved to – I mean, I'm not sure, but I, I don't know. I really love the song, but and I think Zoe Weeze does it really well.
0: You mentioned a good point. I mean, I do think it's a great song and it did kind of relate to your your story. But I mean, in terms of other songs, I mean, if you could have picked a different song to sing, what song would that be?
3: So I worked on anyone with Demi Lovato with Cheryl before I flew out. And I think I would have liked to do that one. I also like, I don't know, Chandelier by Sia would have been such a risk. So I'm kind of glad I didn't get that one because I was like so scared about that. But um, I think Anyone by Demi Lovato would have been good.
0: No, yeah, actually I remember watching that video um, with Sarah Porter and she was really pushing you to, to hit that note. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was watching it, she mentioned that she was asking, do you even know what you just did? <laughs> and then you were like, what'd you say? You were like, I, like, I don't no, know. I
3: because I had never, like no one's ever taught me as much as she taught me in a day. Like I technically, am a self-taught singer because I had 30-minute lessons like throughout my life periodically but they didn't count at all like I didn't really learn much but the day that she taught me was the first day I learned anything like I told her like I've learned more from you than I've learned my whole life from anybody else.
0: No yeah she's a reporter she's kind of a big deal right I mean hasn't yeah. she she's worked with Mariah Carey Andrea who who's an opera singer so how was it like to meet with her and work her because I mean you, I mean, I know you just mentioned a bit that you've learned more than you have in your whole life in a day. But I mean, in terms of just like meeting her, how do you kind of how do you known about her prior to prior to the meeting? Or? I
3: did like I would watch her like as because I watch people on YouTube and she was one of the people I'd watch on YouTube. So that's why it was insane when she came to my house. Me and my sister. were like, oh, oh That was God. your was, house. Yeah, yeah. That was okay. at my house. She came to my house and I was like, whoa, like it was so weird. She was in my living room. So that was, and I told her, I'm like, I actually, like, watch you. So it's crazy that I got to have her teach me. Because so many people, like, if you go through her comments, they're like, oh, my God, I'd love to have a lesson with you, whatever. So I'm, like, so grateful that I was able to have her teach me.
0: Now, have you kept in touch with her at all? or?
3: Yeah, we do lessons now.
0: Oh, you're still working together? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now, I know I mentioned um, in the article, which I read, she mentioned that you have kind of a that your potential is like a massive. And so how do, how do you feel when she says that? And uh, I mean, it's true, but I mean, how does that make you feel?
3: Um, that makes me feel really good when people say stuff like that, especially just like when people show that they believe in you or they think that you could become successful, especially when you're not successful. I think that just shows, that's just, I feel like it's a really great confidence when people see something in you, when you're not necessarily like all the way at the top yet, if that makes sense.
0: No, it does make sense. And I, I I know in your article, you kind of mentioned about how even though the the judges didn't turn around, you kind of walked away with a a big kind of a lesson. Can you kind of explain more about that lesson?
3: Um, I think what I took away from it was it obviously was a great experience and I learned so much. But because nerves took the best of me, I definitely don't want to let that happen in my future performances. So I think that's the one thing that I definitely need to learn how to control Um It was such a cool experience, though, and I mean, I was exposed to like millions of people, like I don't know how many millions of people, so just that alone was so cool, and I think I was so caught up in the fact that I hated the way I sounded that I didn't really, not that I wasn't thankful, but you don't really realize how actually amazing it was that I made it on TV, that I performed for Ariana Grande till after I was getting all these nice messages. Cause I didn't think people would care. Like I thought people were just gonna be like, oh, like she wasn't good. Let's move on to the next person. I didn't realize so many people would care and like reach out to me and think it was so cool. And I'm like, well, yeah, I was one of the few to be able to make it on TV because not many people know that it's such a long process leading up to that point.
0: Well, no, actually, yeah. I when I was watching the video, I also checked the comments, and there's just it's crazy how there's just so many comments and people all around the world kind of supporting you and you know being like, "Wow, she's amazing!" And it's funny because you know you're you're a student here, you're you're a freshman, and even just going on the show and performing and making it on actually making it on the show that's such a huge achievement. I mean, I'm I'm in my twenties, and I. I couldn't imagine going through that process. It, it sounds like nerve-wracking. And you mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned your nerves getting the best of you, and it's totally understandable. It's a, a super crazy experience. As Cheryl said, you have a very powerful voice uh, and a very truly impressive potential. So what's up next for that voice of yours? Because I know you're recently coming off of the show, and so you kind of still have that momentum. So, so what's next for you singing-wise?
3: I want to start to write music And so I'm picking up lessons again because, well, ever since The Voice, I've been starting to sing again. Because after The Voice, because I did it in late June and it aired September. So after June, I had like a good four months, whatever, to kind of like let it sink in that that happened. And I kind of stopped singing for a while. So now I'm like back singing again, doing covers, and I want to start to write songs too. So that's the future plan.
0: If you don't mind me asking, in the the four months that you stopped singing, were you Did you feel kind of like unmotivated a bit because you didn't get in or was it like was it more so like like just the shock of having been on the show Um, or mixed both? It
3: was more just like I guess like because I didn't get a chair turn I guess I was just like more upset so I kind of like I wasn't going to give up fully but I definitely stopped singing for a long time just because like. I started auditions in December, so I was getting told that I was ready, good enough, and getting told yes for six months, you know. They put me on that stage because they thought that I was going to get a chair turner. And, like, getting all the way to the top, you obviously kind of get a little bit of confidence. Like, oh, wait, maybe I can do this. So then I got all the way to the stage. Then they're like, you're not ready. So then I was like, whoa, my mind was, like, completely messed with. So I was like, oh, wait, what? So it was pretty, like, um like it messed with my mind a lot so that's why but I've definitely started singing again and I mean I'm not gonna show people that I'm gonna let this make me give up also like no one really becomes successful if you're gonna let these things get to you and affect you that much so also this industry like I knew what I was getting myself into so I'm not gonna let that affect me and I'm gonna keep singing and hopefully come back and do it again
0: I mean that's entirely understandable I mean, wh- what you described uh, in the four months I mean that's perfectly normal. I mean, anyone would kind of. I think a lot of people would feel that way. But I think it's great that you've kind of, you've taken that, you you felt it, and then you've kind of you've moved on. And you, you you're becoming stronger from that. And I think, you know, as I say, as when one door closes, another one opens. And so, I truly do think this experience has only made you better. I mean, if you can do that, then you can probably go and like audition for like a record label or something like that. Yeah, it's I- not it's not life, so.
3: It was definitely scary. That's what I said. I was like, something like this, like, that's a lot of pressure. I, and then when I catch myself being nervous for like a stupid presentation in school, I'm like, okay, shut up. You, you say can can for that. Ariana you can Grande. I'm like, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> but all right, well, Gracie, thank you so much for coming in.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: This was The Chronicle Headlines. I'm your host, Nathan Sirkin.
1: And I'm Amaris Edwards. And, and we'll, we'll see you next time. time.